Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges, as you know, and I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we're the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Really pleased to have our next guest on. This is going to be just a terrific segment with Ronnie McMullen. We're going to be talking about, among other things, predictive programming. And you've heard me talk a lot about this and write about this on The Common Sense Show. And it's interesting to me how many other people are beginning to see what Hollywood does to convey messages. And we know, by the way, Hollywood's controlled by the CIA and the Chinese. So this should not be surprising. So let's welcome our guest in, Ronnie McMullen. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. And before we get into this topic, um, have you started your radio show yet? I start uh, this coming Monday. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Uh, I start getting warmed up and loosen up a little bit. You know, that it's been a while since I've been on radio, you know, <coughs> on interviews. But when you have your own show, it's kind of a different ballgame. You understand that. Uh, I know. I, I, one time when I was in between stops, I was out of radio for about three months. And there is a rust factor. It's kind of like, play, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like playing a sport. You go out on the court and your jump shot's not quite the same for a while. Yeah, it's it's about it's about the truth, but uh, you know, and I've missed it, so it's good. You know, I don't care if I have one listener or forty thousand; it doesn't matter because it's kind of for me. It's like you get stuff welling inside you, and you go, "I, I got to get this out. I got to get this out, even if nobody's listening." <laughs> well, I hope this is the kind of topic you're going to cover because predictive programming is one of my favorite topics, and there's just so much out there right now. It's incredible. I mean, I could do a whole website on predictive programming right now. But uh, let's just, uh, let, let me give you an example. Um, my son this summer, and I think this is a good lead into where we're going, he got me to watch the three-part trilogy of The Purge in which any crime is legal, but the people didn't want to kill each other, and the government was, this was their way of wiping out disenfranchised people who were poor and people of color and stuff, very prejudicial. So they sent in their goons to pretend they were part of The Purge to get the murdering going. And now uh, USA Network is running a 10-part series on The Purge. And boy, does that ever fit the Democrats and what they're doing, sending Ryerson, doxing people, sending beheading videos to the wives of GOP senators. I mean, Rand Paul's wife said that she sleeps with a gun now. Rand Paul said uh, just today that he's worried about assassinations of public officials, GOP, GOP elected representatives. So when we look at this stuff here, the predictive programming element is there, and the purge is one good example. But you've got kind of a unique one that I haven't heard of, so let's jump into it. Tell me what you got. Well, a movie came out last year, and it's called Shock and Awe. It's a Rob Reiner film, and it's about how the Iraqi war was really planned. It wasn't – it was – it was our United States government planning, we need to get in here, and here's why we need to get in here. So basically this movie says the conspiracy, which, you know, the big conspiracy word, and we've got uh, YouTube pulling down, you know, hosts because it's called fake news if you're into any kind of conspiracy. But it says right here conspiracy is true, okay? Um, war is coming. And I was sitting there, and I was looking at that, and, and, you know, of course, I'm on a plane flying from Scotland uh, back to home, and I'm on this plane looking at this movie, and I'm thinking, boy, that's that's really interesting because it's true, and it even says it's a true movie. Um, now, Hollywood always, always expounds, but still, you know, you get a gist of it. And then I started thinking about, you know, I, I've had a feeling, we've talked about this even on the show, I've had a feeling like our days are numbered, things are going to change. 
So they need, and then I went to one of my favorite websites, and, and it basically said, why Congress needs war. And I'm like, hmm, so I wanted to look at that for a little while. And basically, we're building, you know, like everything's good, you know, supposedly. And we have uh, Trump, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, the economy's good, and people have jobs, and they're making good money, and blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the same thing that was happening in 27, 28, 1927, until pretty soon there was stockpiling, and nobody was buying anything. So 1929, boom, guess what happened? Stock market crashes, and, uh, and the president could have pulled him out of it, but he decided not to, and they had 10 years of hell. We are exactly in the same place right now and I was like hmm okay so we have all of our all of our uh, Congress and 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 the president and all of this in there and they're it's it's like the circus of circuses I've never seen such a thing to the point where, just like you said you know oh well, there could be assassinations and they've been saying that for a long time and I'm thinking to myself this is starting to become the biggest show that's ever been produced. And I thought to myself, hmm, okay. So, and here's another thing that really gets, is kind of weird too. So they talk about the conspiracy is true. War is coming, okay, or we're going to see a financial collapse. But what's interesting is if you go, <laughs> if you go and you back up in time and you run about 2,000 years, probably not quite that, a little bit after that, um, so we'll call it 18 or 1900 years. You're going to see a book that's probably the most famous book ever that talks about earthquakes and wars in various places and famines. And, and if you if you just dissect that just a little bit, what you have is earthquakes, which is weather patterns, and that's what we're doing with all of the seed seeding the clouds. We have wars in, in various places. That's because nobody can get along. So we're going to have China war, Iraqi war, whatever. It's not going to be one huge, huge war. It's going to be wars all in these different places. And famines. Famine, another word for famine, is uh, starvation, uh, a decline in the economy, major decline in the economy. But how could they have known all of this for today? Now, people say, well, because it happened then, and now it's going to happen now. But... But we also are dealing with people that understand time travel. So if you were time traveling, you could write something because you saw it. So it gets really kind of crazy. And I started thinking about this, and I thought, are they putting together with our, our <laughs> circus of politics, are they putting together the biggest show, you know, starring earthquakes, wars, and famines? And are they setting people in place? Are they literally selecting people right now for the greatest show ever to be produced, which is what's around the corner? And and what is it? And you, you think about it. And if supposedly we have this great economy, but yet gold and silver, which is our precious metals, are in the toilet. And we also see Bitcoin, which is like the way to do things. <laughs> It's in the toilet. So the only thing that's not in the toilet, and this was really interesting to me too, is I so I fly over to Scotland, and that was a great trip, by the way. So I flew Go over on. to Scotland, and the first thing I did was rent a car in the airport, right? 
So Enterprise is there, and I'm like, oh, I know Enterprise. Yeah, I'm from America. Here they are. So I go over to Enterprise, and I said, yeah, I want to rent, you know, something, something cool. And they give me a Hyundai. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And if you're, you guys are driving a Hyundai, I'm not making fun of it. It was just not what I was expecting. <laughs> so I get this Hyundai, and, and it talks to me and sings to me and all this crap that I don't like. I'm kind of a hot rod guy myself. So anyway, I'm, I get this car, and they go, would you like to purchase the extra fuel and pay for it in front? It's a lot cheaper. I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. I'll purchase that full tank. Well, they forgot to tell me one thing. Do you know that those cars, and that was a diesel, those cars over there get 90 miles to the gallon? Oh, my. 90. And he didn't say that. So I don't really need a full tank. So, And I thought it was interesting because when I got back, I, I used a quarter tank. And I said, you know, you forgot to mention that these cars get 90 miles to the gallon. Oh, we'll be glad to refund you. I'm like, oh. Okay, well, then I can't complain. <laughs> but here's my point. Why do cars in Scotland get 90 miles a gallon and cars in America in the same engine, same diesel, get 35? What's wrong with that picture? I think at every level, Dave, we have and are being duped. Because remember with President Bush, Mr. George W. Bush, you're either for us or you're against us. He made it very clear. So if you were a conspiracy, and he added the word theorist, then you are against them. So in other words, if you don't play into their play and what they're doing, then you, and he was really clear about this, then you are a terrorist. Now we have YouTube along the way, and people are being pulled that say any kind of truth because they're conspiracy, and pretty soon they're trying to make laws that you are not able to supposedly do fake news. And fake news really, <laughs> this is the Sodom and Gomorrah, fake news is really true news. So if you're telling the truth, then you're going to be punished and imprisoned. That's where they want the laws to go. And I, I think it's getting to be a time, Dave, that it's a very scary time. And they are producing fear left and right, don't you think? Uh, well, look, at all you had to see was the nomination hearings to, to see that. Um, I, I mean, you, you have Hillary Clinton right now, and I saw this today. She said, if and when we win the House and or the Senate, then we can return to civility. I think there's your answer right there, Ronnie. I know, I know. And, of course, this is not even playing into the Monsanto issue, too. I mean, uh, this is what I'm saying. We have a huge, 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 huge play that is being written and produced, and people are being selected for this next play. And it's going to – let me tell you something. It's going to involve everybody. We are going to be in some major trouble because it's going to be on all fronts. People are going to lose their money. They're going to lose their houses. They're going to lose their freedoms. They're going to lose everything in this next thing. Now, granted, it is, it's just a facade. But on the same token, we live in this facade. So what's – I mean, and, and I was thinking to myself, you know, when I got a glass of water over in Scotland, out of the tap – I just want to say this too. Out of the tap, by the way. The water was clear. It was better and more 
better tasting, clear water than what you get in a bottle out of their faucet. So why is it here in America, where we have state-of-the-art technology, that we turn on our water and our faucets and it comes out like fog? What's wrong with that picture? Oh, I agree. I, I just read, and, and if I put on my conspiracy hat here for a moment, I just read an article about the, um, the decline in IQs that's dramatic. And one of the causal factors that was mentioned in this article was the fact that we've got lead in the drinking water. We've got fluoride in the drinking water, and those are known substances that lower IQ. And you have to wonder... Arsenic, by the way. Well, there you go. And you have to wonder if this isn't deliberate. Oh, it is deliberate. And But if we, if we stand up as a people, you know, like I don't take my conspiracy hat off. I don't. Because conspiracy, it's not a theory anymore. This is the real deal. Think about this, okay? And, and I thought this was interesting, too. When we had Donald Rumsfeld, remember Donald Rumsfeld, the U.S. Secretary of Defense? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. And under Bush, right? So we, remember we had all these flus, these incredible pandemic flus that were going to take over the world? We had the bird flu. We had the, the uh, swine flu and, uh, I don't know, chicken broth flu. There's probably all kinds of them. But did you know that he was hooked up with a company called, well, we won't, I better probably shouldn't mention it, but anyway, he was a part of Tamiflu. And they were going to push these vaccines on everybody. And of course, he sat, <laughs> he sat on the, uh, the board and going to make all this money under a law that says we have to get these, these vaccines that had nothing to do with the flu in the first place. Who knows what was in those vaccines? But this is this is the whole thing. And 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 Colin Powell was played as this wonderful, you know, military guy. He's a military hunk. He's the guy for us. And Bush is basically saying, "You get us into Iraq. I don't care how you do it." And and we had the weapons of mass destruction, which we never found. And this has been going on and getting worse and getting worse and getting worse to where we're seeing, you know, Hillary Clinton and, and Bill Clinton having his affairs and, and Hillary Clinton on, on the sidelines was creating her health care bill then, which Obama, that was passed over to Obama, and that's what we sit in hell right now with our, with you know, that doesn't even pay the bills. And if you have something major happen to you, oh, by the way, we're not going to pay for that. Well, wait a second. I pay X amount of dollars every single month. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. We, we can't pay for that. And I think this is going to get worse and worse and worse. Meanwhile, while this is going on and supposedly everything is so good, we got our precious metals and we got Bitcoin and they're all in the toilet. They don't want us coming out and they want us to watch their produced movie and their hand-selected people put in place and they want everybody to run scared so they can get all their military toys out and use them on the public. That's my little theory. Well, I think you're really on to something, and I think we're seeing evidence of it globally. You've got Spain that's dealing with their own uprising. You've got populism sweeping Hungary and Poland. Uh, we see this all across the planet now. And people are saying they want freedom. They're tired of being lied to. They're tired of being ruled over by despots. 
and I think ultimately, Ronnie, this is what we come back to, is the people are demanding freedom, and I think we're headed for a major confrontation planet-wide. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they've got it set up, and I, I, I'll throw this in there too. Let's let's do a left-handed ball here. So if their issues don't work with their weather control, which is the earthquakes that they wrote about in the Bible, the wars in various places, which is obviously the head families coming together and saying, okay, who's going to go to war with who? Which pawn are we going to use? And then, of course, the famines, which is going to be an economy meltdown, which is right around the corner. If those don't work, and people say, you know what, this is all fake, this is crap, you know, you planned this earthquake, and these wars are you, and the famines were all designed by you, and they're all, they're going to be like, oh man, we're, we're hanging out there, our butts are in the wind, what do we do? And I'll tell you what they're going to do. Now it's going to be the Project Blue game. Now it's going to be the UFO agenda. Because everybody will believe that we have space creatures from another place. And they won't link that to our U.S. government. So I think we are, <laughs> we got to get our hats on and get ready to go here and, and get sharp. Because if we don't, we're going to be bamboozled like we've never been bamboozled before. This will make all the other little plays, all the other, uh, you know, Bush did a pretty good job. And then Obama, wow. And when I say Bush did a good job, meaning he was a really good setup for the movie. And Obama, beautiful work he did to set the movie up. And I'm wondering even about Trump, because he's part of the push and pull. You know, I'm going to push, and they're going to pull, and I'm going to push, and they're going to pull. And, they w and, and we go, hmm, which side is he on? Is, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Do you, think the do you think the economic recovery then is just part of, the, uh, part of a facade designed to part of the play. reel in our trust? Yep part of the play because if the economy really was good we'd see the gold standard be strong so this is this is part of the play i mean i could be wrong and i hope i am i really hope i am well you're not wrong sorry ronnie but you're not wrong about project bluebeam my father uh was recruited to work with german scientists uh and this is after um the operation paperclip and they were taking theoretical physics from the Germans and operationalizing it into a secret space program. My dad was part of that work. And in 1985, before he died, he was telling me about this. And he said, if they can't get the planet the way they want, they're going to try a number of things. And he told me, we're headed for a one-world government. This is 1985, before all the conspiracy stuff hit. And he said, he said don't be fooled by fake alien invasions and I said what do you mean and he said they're going to have fake alien invasions now let's jump ahead a few years ago I covered the fact that Hillary Clinton before she ran for president right before the campaign started she went to Lawrence Rockefeller's ranch in Wyoming and she has a picture taken with her in a photo op with Rockefeller and they were holding a book on UFOs and they're both well, fascinated by the, the topic very involved Yes, they are. And so is Lawrence Rockefeller. Oh, the Rockefeller. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, it, I tell you, Dave, it, it gives me a gut ache. It's like, oh, my God, does everybody, you know, are, are, we, are we believing this goop? 
are, and, 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 you know, and maybe a lot of people get mad or upset because they go, well, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. But we can't. You know, I, I mean, it's very interesting when you just deal with the financial sector. Um, our cash is going to be, we're going to be wiping our butts with it. I mean, it's going to be worthless. That's exactly what happened back in the 90s in Asia, just, you know, the fall. And, and you know, when I was in Scotland, they, they, don't, they're, they're, they, they don't have a lot of money. They do not have a lot of money. So they're like, and they want to, you know, their Brexit's the big thing over there. So they're right, you know, they not, they're not sure how it's going to go. Real estate's going up, but wages aren't going up. Does this sound familiar? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, yeah, your house. I mean, that's the only way you have any money. So you've got to move out of your house, and that that's not going to work. We got to have a place to live. And I remember in the 2008 fall, I thought, okay, well. As soon as everybody loses their house, then rents will go down because people are going to be like, oh, well, you got to have a place to live. <laughs> rents didn't go down. They went up because everybody needed to rent a house because they got greedy and had three houses and they lost them all. It was the domino effect. And then the banks said, you know, we're, we've got all these houses we need to get rid of, but we don't want to lose our money, so we'll just keep them. And we'll just sit this thing out. Can you imagine if this happens again on a bigger scale? So, and, and in the midst of all this, so we have the 1929 to 1930, bad 10 years, bad 10 years. And, you know, FDR could have got us out of it. No, no, no. Let us starve. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, that, isn't that when Social Security started kicking in and they started working on that whole fake bullshit? Excuse me. So, long in the, <laughs> long in the short of it is, I think we're set up to have another 1929, and what if it was 2019? What if that was the date? I don't think it is, but what if it was? And is it going to last for 10 years? And is it going to be a war that bails us out? What war? The war with China? The war with Russia? The war over into, uh, is UK going to be involved in this? Are we going to have an Iraqi war? Which that's, you know, they started that war and it's really never ended. What's your opinion, Dave? Well, we have endless war right now. And you nailed it. But in Afghanistan, 17 years. Are you kidding me? And and the one area that causes me to doubt Trump's sincerity. Uh, listen, I'm not going to deny all the good he's done for the economy. But why are we still in Afghanistan? Why do we still have the health care bill? I mean, if he's so powerful, why is that still running? Because they said, don't touch that. Replace See, and repeal. Kinda, that's what he yeah, said. And, yeah, that's what he said. And he hasn't done that. So my thoughts are, is he being played to look like the good guy and he's really just another one of them? Or is he so infiltrated he can't control everything that comes out of his administration? Yeah, but I, I, I could go there. I could go there. But... The man was a billionaire before he got in office. And usually when you're a billionaire, you've stepped on quite a few toes. And he socialized a little bit with the Clintons. They weren't best friends, but you can see where I'm going with that comment. So. Well, yeah, because that comment basically is saying, hey, what happened to Hillary? Um, shouldn't she be in jail on who knows how many counts of treason and every other thing? Oh, no, we'll just let her go. And now she's in Hollywood, which that makes sense, CIA. So she's in Hollywood doing all these shows. 
You know, maybe they're broke, and that's what she's got to do. I don't know. Oh, she's uh, not. Are you kidding me? She is not broke. If you just look at the money they made on Uranium One by selling uranium oh. to the Russians, which should be a capital offense for treason, though they're not broke at all. You know, as part of that Uranium One deal, Bill Clinton got paid a half a million dollars for giving a 45-minute speech in Moscow. Oh, I know. It's I know. crazy. Don't you wish we could make that kind of money on a speaking engagement? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple, two or three of those, and you just sit it out. <laughs> and unlike Bill Clinton, I'm not in cognitive decline because I don't have every, every STD under the sun. Uh, it's just, it's what amazing. What is this world coming to, Dave? I mean, what is this world coming to? And here's the thing. What's going to save us from this? That, that's, a bigger, that's a bigger question. Yeah, it's going to be Jesus Christ or Karl Marx. <laughs> take, take your pick. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure what's going to save us out of this because they're going to make it to where the UFOs save us. But that, I don't want to be, you know, that's, is that, talk about the greatest roundup. Because if they have this fake alien invasion, you know what they're going to do? They're, everybody's going to be raptured up. Okay, so there you go. Now a little more scripture in there. They'll be raptured up into these ships, these mile-wide ships. But the only problem is they're really not ETs. <laughs> they're U.S. government incognito. And they're going to drop us off to – and I have met the people, by the way, that run these prison camps, uh, one in Alaska that's – I think they said over 2 million. That's correct. I'm, fam I'm familiar with it too. Yeah, and, and t just so you know, if you're in Alaska in a in a in a base, uh, in a military camp, you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> the weather alone will kill you. Um, so, it's just a way to get rid of people without. I notice that they and them never want to be like, hey, we are they and them, and we're in charge, and you do what we say. They're not like that. <laughs> they want us pointing fingers at stupid things. That's his fault. You know, you you see the Chinese like this. And, excuse me, and you're so right about this, Ronnie. Uh, Patrick Wood was on my show, and he was talking about Google technology that's turned China into the ultimate police uh, surveillance state grid. And what they he told the story about this girl who actually said something that wasn't real flattering about the Communist Party, but it wasn't that bad. And the men in black showed up, black suits, black ties. They came in, and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I had a bad day at work. I love the Chinese government. Tell me how I can make amends. And she thought everything was okay. And they leave, and she thinks, okay, dodged a bullet. Not really. Within a week, she was kicked out of her school. At the end of the month, she was kicked out of her apartment. Uh, you, you get the idea there about what's going on. And, and this is how we're being manipulated and controlled in this police state surveillance grid. And it's only going to get worse and worse. And this technology is going to be used, and I've been told this by people from the NSA, it's going to be used to separate those who get to stay on the outside a little longer versus those who go to camps like the one you mentioned in Alaska. Yeah, yeah and there's more than just Alaska. You know, Pure Blossom's got one. I mean, we can go on and on. Um, and, and it was funny because I, I helped a guy out many years ago. And um, I, I won't say his position or what military he was from, but pretty deep. And he said, Ronnie, they don't need all kinds of concentration camps. He says, we can set up a camp and hold a million people and have it set up in three days. And I'm like, wow. He says, and no one will get out. 
So he says they don't need to put them in plain sight. He says the ones in plain sight are only to scare you to say, hey, don't watch your step or you're going to be in here. He says, but we can put one up in, in, you know, three days, 72 hours. Boom, boom. It's done. So I'm like going, okay. And, and you know, the thing that this is things. <laughs> where is the end? You know, there's a beginning and there's an end. And this has been going on for eons. Where's the end of this? What is what is truly going to save us out of this? I mean, you know, I, I noticed, you know, people are buying rationing and getting different things, their their foods and their gold and all this kind of stuff. And and that's cool. That that that's great. I'm not knocking that. But what's really going to save you? I mean, what's really going to put this establishment on its butt? And this is where I this is where I get really foofy. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. So, so we have nothing to save us, okay? We go to the church. There's, there's, the church is not going to save you. They're going to turn you in. So there's nothing going to save you in when it gets, when the rubber, as they say, when the rubber meets the road, there will be nothing to save you. Oh, Jesus is Christ. He's coming, and he's coming in a chariot with the eyes of fire. And Okay. Um, you know, that was written a long time ago, and... I'm, I believe in God, but I don't believe in everything I read. Um, so what is truly going to save you? And I think, call them angels, um, call them whatever you want to call them. I call them watchers. And I have ancient books and readings that prove this. But there are going to be watchers that will intervene. And like I said, you want to call them angels, you want to call them God's light, whatever, you know, whatever your belief system is, I think they're going to intervene. And that's what's going to set these this establishment on their butts because there's nothing they're going to be able to do. I know, it sounds crazy. I don't think it sounds crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to integrate it into what I think is coming, and I don't think we're that far off from each other, but... I think ultimately, Ronnie, and I don't mean to uh, go woo-woo on you here, but I think a lot of this is going to be decided in the spiritual realm, probably okay. more so than the physical realm. Well, and I think we forget, you know, so we're so busy watching the movie and who they're, you know, who's starring in the movie that we forget the spiritual, that we concentrate totally on the now. And we're like, oh, man, we can't, we can't get out of this. You know, there's not going to be food. There's not going to be this. I mean, we're set up. I mean, if the bees die, and they're dying, by the way, um, we're done. I mean, we have five years after that last bee dies, and then we're done. We, we, we die. We all die. As a, It doesn't matter if you're in China, Russia, America. You're going to die. Ronnie, explain it to the audience why the bees going will make us go shortly thereafter. Because they pollinate. They're, they're the ones over the food. And Monsanto has decided, you want to talk about, you want to talk about spiritual. Monsanto has decided to be God. We are God. They've even made their own bees. But we can't eat. That's not food. Our, our bodies are made, our bodies are a spiritual design. So they are made to, uh, our body receives food. Monsanto is not food. What they create is a GMO, which is a genetically modified organ. It, it's another organism. It's not God-made food. So our body doesn't recognize it. This is why we're getting sick. This is why they're building urgent care. That was the interesting thing about Scotland. 
Scotland, and, and I, you know, if you guys are overweight, I'm, I'm not throwing stones. But Scotland, I would say 80% or 90% of the people are within their weight. In other words, they're not obese, they're not overweight. And you come to America, and you, I mean, you can just see in the plane. You can just all of a sudden the bodies start widening, get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And this is, be, and, and here's a funny thing they're getting ready to pass a bill over in Scotland that you're not allowed to get more than one Coke at McDonald's. And not just McDonald's, but meaning you can only get one soda out, and, the, and then you cannot get any more. You'll be taxed heavily because they don't want to promote sugar. They don't want to promote obesity. And I, that's cool in one respect, but in another respect, I don't like it because they're telling you what you can and cannot do. So there's, there's a fine line there. Well, uh, yeah, but uh, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't like the elimination of freedom of choice. But I understand why they're doing it, and it's in response. And, okay, here's a spiritual reference for you. Monsatan. That's what I always call them, Monsatan, because that's what they truly are. That's oh, what, I mean, I mean, I mean let, let, let's give you food that we know is bad for you, that opens the gene envelope, makes you susceptible to host organisms that can kill you, and we won't even tell you that we're in the food. And we'll obscure labeling by hook and crook and bribing yep. public officials. We'll rig elections like we did in California to prevent labeling. Yeah, I, I'd say that's Monsatan. And we're changing with our food, which it's not food, with our products. We're changing your RNA and your DNA in your body so you're literally not even going to think straight. How does, Can you give me – I've heard different explanations, but I want to know which one you subscribe to. What is this RNA DNA application, and how does it affect cognitive processes? I'm I'm not a doctor or a scientist, so I can't okay. I can't explain all that. I wish I could, but I know it goes into the body, and this organism changes our organism into its organism. In other words, it I don't even know how you say that. The host, one that's the host, and basically it changes you to be who you are not. So that, that, to me, is a nerve-wracking issue. Um, Are you talking about possession? It's, it's like a possession. I mean, I know possession spiritually, but when it comes to this is actually going to go in and, and take your body over and change the way you think, change the way, dumb you down, make you sick. Um, and this is why, and, and people don't even know that they're eating these GMOs. They, they don't even know it. And in, in fact, I was, I'm gluten intolerant, and I thought, you know, I had heard rumors that when you go overseas, you can eat the flour because it's not all monsanotized. <coughs> so guess what? I had a little bit of uh, bread, and sure enough, gluten intolerant, boom, boom, boom. So they have the same bread as we have. So unfortunately, that's a myth. At least it is in Scotland. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the countries out there. Well, you know, I've read, I've read this, and I want to know if you've heard of this, that the Europeans do have more labeling because of EU law, and they yes. consume uh, one-third as much GMOs as we do. Is that true? I think it is. Um, they're, I mean, they're, any product that they have over there, they're labeled, like, big time. I mean, you know everything about that product. Uh-huh. We don't have that here. And, but here's the problem, Dave. Is it's almost too late. I mean, it, it, I've, I've said this about the chemical trails, which we call geoengineering. Um, if they stop today, 
right now, right this second as we're talking, and they stopped, and they never sprayed again. It's too late. And it's the same thing with, okay, we're not going to do the GMOs anymore. No, no more modified organisms. You know, we're going to go straight with what, it's too late. It's in the soil. You know, they used to have the fallow ground where you let the soil breathe and do it. They don't have that anymore. The only time that they have that at all is when they pay the farm, farmer not to farm and it's certain crops so they can raise the prices. And the farmer, by the way, doesn't make any more money. So, I mean, this thing is, this, this, this next show that we're about ready to view, I mean, I, I remember, you know, in the old days, of, you know, these are like the days of Moses. Well, this is going to really surpass the days of Moses because we're going to see things like never before. This show is going to be a spectacular show. The question is, are you going to buy into it? And are you going to be a player? Are you going to be one of the actors in this new show? Because I'm not. Not a willing participant, certainly. You know, are you familiar with the show which just recently canceled called Colony? No. I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm very, 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 you know, prophetic, whatever you want to call it, intuitive, whatever words you want to use. But I'm very – so when I get on radio and speak my mind, I make sure I don't have tons of TV shows backing me up and lots of news and everything else because then you're not really being in that prophetic intuitive realm you're being more of a just saying what you just read on the last article yeah so, well, i understand let, let me tell you why i don't watch a lot of tv but i catch uh snippets of things and sometimes snippets turn into obsessions because what you're seeing is so dramatic and going along the lines again of uh, predictive programming the colony show was really interesting and, uh, gosh, I think it's actually oh, on Netflix or one of those things. I mean, that's what I've heard. But let me tell you what the show was about real quickly. It was about an alien invasion, which you never see. And you almost have absolutely no encounter with alien beings on the show. It's about human martial law against other humans. It's high-tech. It's brutal. But here's something for you, Ronnie, and I think this is going to make you sit back and take notice. If you're really bad... And if they don't kill you outright, they send you up into space to something they call the factory, which is slave labor, and they work you until you die. And they only have scant reference to it. But I thought that was fascinating based on what you just said. And you, t you brought up the idea of what I would call a FEMA camp in Alaska. But some people think, and let, let me show you, share with you what I was told, I was actually laughing about the concept of the factory when I was discussing with a former NSA intelligence agent, Vance Davis, good friend of mine for years, and I told Vance, I said, yeah, on this show you wouldn't believe what they have him do. They sent him up into space called the factory. And I was being a little flippant and sarcastic. And Vance said, I'm not laughing, Dave. I said, what do you mean? He says, I've heard that I don't know if this has been operationalized, but it was something that was being considered. Well... <clears throat> Laura Eisenhower, which I interviewed many years ago, multiple times, um, talked about Project Mars. And, and I thought to myself, you know, supposedly we've been to the moon, right? So we've been to the moon. Why, and, and this is the big question, the big million dollar question. Why have we not gone back to the moon? Because somebody said, you're not going back to the moon. Exactly. So they have the Mars Project. They got the Mars Project, and the Mars Project is for the elite. And they get 
young, beautiful women and good-looking guys, and they're going to, you know, DNA's good, blah, 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 except it didn't go right. So is truly Mars could be the factory, or it's going to be Earth is going to be the factory, because they're killing Earth right now. They're killing our water, they're killing our air, they're killing our trees. So maybe the factory is going to be here on Earth, and Mars is going to be supposedly the new place for the global elite. I don't know. Interesting you'd say that. I, I don't know if I want to know, really. Well, there was a movie made, and I never saw it, but I read a synopsis, uh, like a two-paragraph synopsis. And the movie was called Elysium, and it came out maybe six or seven years ago. And the life on this planet was squalor, and people were basically slave labor, and the elite lived in space. Mm, and then, and, well, the listen to this, though, last year, I came across some, you know, Elon Musk stuff. And they were talking about how they want to build uh, resort areas where people can live in space if they want. And I thought, uh-oh, where have I heard that before? But you know what? It always backfires, Dave. And, and uh, the, the plane, what was the name of the big fancy plane that broke the speed of sound? And um, anyway, I, I, I lose my brain right now but their last flight blew up in Paris and I think it was 2000 and the whole crew and they're all the elite went on that plane um, oh oh yeah the the Concord yeah Concord okay yeah and the elite went to that plane and the, the tickets were expensive as heck because you could you know it was a flying 13 1400 miles per hour um, and you know the expensive stuff and the last flight um, that they before they grounded it, you know, all everybody died, e- everyone right there in Paris, France. So um, it always backfires. Is my point to this? So something really cool. Oh, look at this plane! You know, you know, I saw it in Scotland, by the way, and <laughs> it, I got claustrophobic on it. So I'm like, uh, no, I think I like our big Airbuses better. But um, long and the short of it is, I mean, everybody died on something that was supposedly for the elite. So if the elite are going to go to Mars, I think it's going to backfire. That's just my opinion. K-A-R-M-A. Yeah, the moon didn't go well. It's karma. It's all karma. (laughs) See, this is what uh, keeps me grounded are my spiritual beliefs. Because it's not going to prevent some of us from going through absolute hell. And there are going to be people in FEMA camps, and there are going to be people tortured, and there are going to be people that are mass murdered, and there are going to there are going to be more wars. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, justice will prevail. It's just yes. you you got to hope that you can stay out of the bad side of history. Yeah, it, it, that's absolutely. And you know, here's the thing: I'd I'd rather be murdered, you know, than have to be in some prison camp or whatever, you know. And I'll, I'll make sure I'll you know I'll rush somebody, and that way they murder me and kill me or something. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to go down the way they want me to go down. Because crossing over, <laughs> you know, we just have to watch Star Wars and get that one right. You know, now you're just going to make me more powerful. So once we cross over, everything's much, much better on the other side. Um, I don't know why we try to hold to this line here so hard. I, I don't understand it. But uh, I'd rather be on the other side anyway where there's not all the sickness and grossness and all the greed and whatever else that goes over there. The older I get, the more I find I have a little more Gandhi and Martin Luther King in me. Because I think by resisting so hard, we actually empower the other side. And, oh, yeah, they use all that energy. And, I, and I'm trying, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I'm actually trying to, to look at my work right now and saying, how can I be less confrontive and aggressive and still more effective? And I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, Ronnie, we're just about out of time, and I wanted to uh, give you a chance to talk about your products. You know, I've been uh, taking your, your latest tea product, and uh, wow, uh, you're, off, you're doing such good work for people. And I know you got the FDA crawling up your rear end and every other orifice in our bodies because they want to, they want to basically protect the profits of big pharma and uh, but but there are the smaller guys out there like you who are doing just great work and I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about what you do because I think my audience would be interested in following up on some of the things that you're doing well I've got um, obviously the tea I just sent you is called takedown tea yep and um, it, it is a beautiful if you like pumpkin pie you know, you could drink this tea. It's it's that it's that good. It's actually taste-wise, I think it's even better than the super tea. But uh, long and the short of it, if you want your blood sugars uh, to be nice and healthy, this is the tea for you. Um, you're gonna want to take that. And I'm kind of excited about another product I just came out with that I think is a is a rocker and a roller. It's called Minerals Plus, and I've got vitamin E in there, vitamin D3, which we usually D3 deficient. It's got potassium in it, it's got magnesium in it, coral calcium in it, and 70 essential minerals, um, micro minerals in there as well. Um, so this thing is like, kind of sets you straight. And um, you take that with the teas and you will rock. I mean, your, your world's going to rock. So um, that's kind of fun too. And then, of course, just the standard, everybody loves the super tea because uh, it detoxes you and helps you get rid of this Masano crap. <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. But uh, it <laughs> helps you get rid of the Masano. So, um, you know, all these are available at getthetea.com, and that's getthetea.com. And make sure that you say, hey, I uh, heard it on Dave Hodges' uh, Common Sense Show, and uh, that way he gets the credit for it. I really would appreciate that. We like to know that, and uh, we don't know it unless you put the tag in there. And the tag is in there. So please do that. Um, but we have a lot of great products, and we have specials. If you just go to youtube.com, <coughs> scroll down on the front, you can see our specials. They change every month. Um, that way you can save some cash. Everybody likes to save some cash. And I will just close with this. Um, you know, if you have a pile of gold in the end times, that's cool, but you'll always turn your gold in to keep your health. That's so right. what do you think you should have a few things of? I mean, no, to stockpile, it, yeah, you know, yeah. 20,000 boxes, I, I don't think so. But to have a few this and a few that might be smart, especially in these times. No, I think I think it's well taken. And, for, you know, let, let me just say this, and then I do have a couple questions about medical science that you triggered in my mind here. But I think that when you, you're talking about what you are talking about here, um, you can stockpile for a rainy day products that will improve your health of a natural variety like what you offer yes. but try to stockpile prescriptions i mean it's darn near impossible and and uh i was reading the other day ronnie uh, you go down to mexico and and uh, people take their old pill bottles and they fill them up with what they buy in mexico for antibiotics because they're so much cheaper but if you get caught bringing that back across the border you may as well be bringing cocaine for what they can do to you and oh, yes and it's really almost impossible to stockpile now uh, prescription medications. But 
if we were to have an EMP or go without services for a while because of civil unrest or even a civil war, you know, what would people do for their medicines? And this is what, when I looked at that, Ronnie, and I was writing about all the turmoil in the country and service disruptions that could take place. And I talked to people about, you know, buying food and storing up on water and so forth. But really, you really need to take care of business in your health. And, well, and, and there's no limits to what people can buy from natural health care. I had a homeopath tell me that said, if you take the right supplements, okay, the natural supplements, you don't even need food. And I thought, whoa. I mean, that's kind of powerful. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to get that bad. I hope to God, you know, some of my predictions and thoughts are, what, are just dead off. Like, forget about it, you know, goofball. I'm hoping. But I don't think I'm wrong. I think it may not play exactly like I've said, but it's going to play close. And I just think it's good to have a few things in the background. And, you know, somebody says, well, how long does your products last? There's a two-year code date. By the way, going back to the pharmaceutical drug, not to take a rabbit trail here, but the pharmaceuticals, they make their stuff to where it does expire, and it's not good for you after that expiration date, so you come back to them. My stuff usually has a two-year code date, and it will go past that code date. So if you had, you know, I've had, <laughs> let's put it this way, I've had Super Tea that uh, is 10 years old, and I can brew it right now, and it's good to go. So that'll give you an idea. That's amazing. You, you know, since we're on this topic, and really we're kind of bordering on pharmaceutical fraud, in your opinion, is there really a cure for cancer? Yes. Yes. But here's the key with cancer. Okay? I don't want to get us in trouble. Cancer is in you already. So if you say, well, I don't have cancer. Yes, you do. Cancer is in you already. It's whether it's turned on or off. So can you cure it? Yes, you can. This is why people go, oh, yeah, I did this, this, and this, and the doctor did this, this, and this, and um, what's the word they have? It, it, it goes like stagnant type of thing. There's a, there's a word for it. But it's, it's just basically that the, it got turned off. So when your diet is right, okay, you can turn off the cancer so it doesn't grow and take you over. Um, it, this is much like yeast. We have yeast in us, and it's natural. It's the way it's supposed to be. But you have an overgrowth of yeast, you've got candida, and then it's going to start killing you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the same kind of theory. But yes, there is a cure for cancer. Um, and, and really, it's all about balance. Um, diet, all ki there's all ki kinds of things that play into it. But yeah, there is a cure for cancer. And they know it. Yeah, and now we know it too. GetTheTea.com. Great products. I'm a customer. And uh, Ronnie, it's been great having you on the show talking about this, these very important topics, fascinating topics. And uh, everybody else, check out GetTheTea.com. You won't be sorry, and I would start stockpiling because I think we got some tough days ahead. Ronnie, thanks so much for joining us.